following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Do not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals have returned from their voyages and have taken control of the airways. This is Casually Hardcore, live on alphageekradio.com. For the evening of Thursday, September 10th, 2015, this is Casually Hardcore, and I am Gnomewise. I am Dexa. And I am Grail. We're on our new night in all of its glory. And what? Radio. What? <laughs> We've returned. And I am too old to be on this late at night. <laughs> what are you saying? We old and if tired. I'm not somewhere drinking, <laughs> it's too late to be on this late. Clearly, we're doing it wrong. I'm yes. here and I'm drinking. So, yes. see? I'm hey, doing it right. Cheers. Yeah. The drinking light has returned. Yeah. And is on. Yep. Well, I had to celebrate because also football has returned. Yes, of course. Tonight. The, the who what? That's right. The what what? I got to defend my championship with Whatever. my incredible fantasy football team, the Meowschwitz lacrosse lots. <laughs> <sighs> See, we took a hiatus. We traveled <laughs> over the hills and far away, and we returned. And, there, and there's the pain right there behind my eyes. Like, yep. we never even left. Thank you so bloody much, Grail. <laughs> well, I mean, I got I'm talked into a second league, and so I named my team there. That's how you get ants. That's <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Do you want ants? Because that's, that's how, how you get, get ants. That's how you get ants. <laughs> also fairly awesome. Uh, so quick uh, public service announcement. Um, if you are listening to the stream and you're on the QuakeNet IRC channel, we have found a new IRC home. Please come to channel one, and that's the number one, not the word O-N-E, channel1.alphageekradio.com. That will bring you the audio player coupled with the IRC channel we are dwelling in now. We have some fun and interesting bots and things we were able to install on this server that we can use to great effect later on. We'll get to that stuff later. But uh, if you're listening and you want to join in the conversation, please join us at channel1.alphageekradio.com and hop in the IRC and say hi. Hi, yeah. IRC. How you doing? Hi. All right. I see Doc Dead in there simultaneously in the chat, and then the Steam notification that he's playing a game at the same time pops up. Thank you for your full and undivided attention, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm playing a game, too. So, really <laughs> <laughs> And hello to Lenoved, who just joined the chat. And yes, we missed you, too. Uh, so, yes, we have moved to Thursday evenings because yeah. my weekends are not my own. And we wanted to keep doing the show. So it's going to be late night drinking Thursdays with the casuals. Yeah, I'm I'm the casual. You are the hardcore. That's just how it's going to have to be for the for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Ah, you'll own that one, huh? 
Yeah, you know, I'm, it, I'm okay with that. I mean, I think it's accurate. We got so many free games <laughs> at PAX. Yeah, we can definitely be the hardcores. Yeah. yeah. Except so, they expect me to like do things with I these know. games. <laughs> they actually expect us to like review them. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Which I'm making an effort to do. Oh, no, of course. Yeah. I always do. Yeah. So part of the reason for our hiatus was that there was traveling to conventions. Mm-hmm. So the two of you guys uh, attended PAX Prime. PAX! And I toddled off to my second ever Dragon Con. Rawr. Those of you who were paying attention to the front page would have seen uh, copious live streaming happening from Dragon Con. And many interviews posted to the Alpha Geek Radio feed from PAX. And more of those are to come. Actually, before I post tonight's episode, there's going to be some miniature episodes that Grail and Dax have thrown together. Uh, to flesh out well, the feed. No. Mostly actually, this real is, this is my new effort to actually like review games. Yes. This is what you're going to be posting tonight. Awesome. Because that. I've determined that you know doing a review in our normal setting, like we definitely talk about games, but it's tough to tell a company like, oh, by the way, I reviewed your game. Go to one hour and 20 yeah. minutes into the show and you'll hear it. Yep. <laughs> so, so instead, I'm going with the just small... 10 minutes or less, uh, a quick kind of bite-sized impression, or as I called it, a casually hardcore quickie. Nice. Ah-ha-ha. I like those. You're going to have a quickie. All right. A quickie with grail. Yeah. <laughs> so that tax and, approved. That's right. That's right. And, and, you know, in the future as well, because we do get stuff here and there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if even if we're not getting stuff, we are still, I'm at least I am still buying games. So I, I am can, in. I am too. I just bought one at PAX. Okay, I am still playing games. Okay, so I haven't played them since PAX. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I've been playing the game consistently since PAX. Yeah, you're, you, you're all over the free mobile games. I got it. <laughs> Freaking cat! I retract my hardcore statement earlier for Daxa. <laughs> yeah, come jo- just... join me on the casual side. I have been so exhausted that literally if I can't play it in bed, (laughs) um, I'm not going to play right now. But tomorrow is my day off, so I plan on going through the entire campaign of Shadowrun tomorrow. This is me not touching that comment. Yeah. Yeah, You're such a good boy. Look at you. While we were out, Shadowrun Hong Kong got released. Yes! Have you had time to sample it, or are you just excited that it is even there? Excited! Daxa has looked at it Fondly in her Steam library, <laughs> and I've completed a playthrough. <laughs> uh huh. Okay then. Tip the game. I just need yeah. to, you know, seal the deal. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna load you. I'm gonna load you. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> the love. I am feeling it. Right. Oh, so, God. let us begin with your. Uh, experiences on your voyage to, yes, I mean, you guys are PAX pros at this point. Heck yeah. You got this down. We do. So a quick mention of what in previous years had had been the Triwizard Drinking Tournament pub crawl. Yeah. This year morphed into... It's morphed into now, you know, after the battle, it's now a post-apocalyptic world. So it is now con- called Mad Pax Blurry Road. Oh, that's awesome. 
Yeah. So it was a Fury Road themed uh, crawl this year. Yeah. Pretty, it was pretty much anything post apocalyptic. Right. right. Even though the out. name was was a play on Mad Max, the it was very allowed if you came in like Fallout or uh, Borderlands or uh, anything that, that kind of is a post apocalyptic world. See, I would have gone obscure. I would have gone Damnation Alley and nobody would have known what the hell I was. Yeah. yeah, I mean, everybody yeah. kind of fit in in the end anyways. And plus, after the second bar, really, who cares? <laughs> it's, the, it's the same as when it was Triwizard. After pretty the second much. bar, nobody cares. Yeah, by that point, you're feeling pretty good, and, and you start doing some really interesting drink combinations. I, re- I kind of remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So... It was intense, though. A lot of just yelling up and down Capitol Hill of, you know, of course, witness me because everybody had the the frosting spray paint thing you can get off Amazon that you can spray yourself with that tastes horrible. Uh, So they had that. And then lots of I live, I die, I live again. Yeah. Shiny and, and chrome. Exactly. Yeah. And to we got um, Catherine from Hairbrain to come with us. So nice. Our, no sorry, longer. Formerly Hairbrained yeah. to come with us. And yeah, now um, with Bungie. Yeah, now with Bungie. And she, God, we had a blast between me and her. It was a, oh, yeah. It was a good time. So uh, a quick uh, tangent just in, into the IRC. Uh, <laughs> cheese paper um, and Agrius SW. Hello, welcome back to the IRC. Uh-oh. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was saying I had popped in at the end of one of the panels uh, that I was live streaming from DragonCon to ask the people in the room to rate the uh, panel they had just seen because we needed a, a much bigger room than what we got, and the, the, a way they can ensure a bigger room next year to rate it very highly. And he was saying, "I heard that voice at the end of the co-optional podcast." And I was like. Holy crap, is that Gnomewise? It's been years, and now you're back in the IRC. Welcome, Cheese Paper and Agrius SW. We have returned. All right, so. Actually, there's one, another question in the IRC about are we going to be posting things to iTunes? Uh, heck yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, the feeds are unchanged. So, so they if, should still. If you want to subscribe to everything, uh, Casually Hardcore, Alpha Geek Interviews, and Alpha Geek Radio, if you. Subscribe to those. It covers anything we may ever publish, ever. Casually Hardcore being the main one. There you go. So you can go to the front page of alphageekradio.com. The feed is on the right-hand side about halfway down. Or just search for us within iTunes. We've been in there since the dawn of podcasting. Nice. <laughs> since the dawn of podcasting. <laughs> Not quite. I mean, we got in there, what, 2000? We were like dinosaurs. Was like, yeah, some caveman like holding his old iPod above his head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Me make fire. Have RSS feed. Uh, update publishing. Hipster. Yeah, Leon event. Don't even get me started on the room that they gave us. A uh, hundred, hundred person room for somebody who normally draws two thousand. Just shoot me in the head. Uh, uh, for you and TB or yeah, uh, we got you know TB and Jesse Cox and oh, Dod- geez. and Dodger. <laughs> Uh, yeah, for yeah. the podcast they do together called Co-Optional Podcast. Wow. Which is incredibly entertaining and funny, even if you're not into gaming. Oh, they're, just, they're just freaking yeah. funny. Yeah. And I learned more about the politics within Dragon Con than I ever wanted to know. There's politics? Mm. This is the oldest nerd con in existence. They've been around for 
like 35 years in yeah, one form or another. But it's, it be, no policy. Everyone and their third cousin wants to present here. Oh, got it. So they've put these gates in place to try and weed out you know, who, who to give their very limited space to. Sure. So apparently the, the pro badge is king. You have to apply, get recognized as a professional, and then when we put a pro on a panel, we can, we can command a, hey, we need a hall, not a room for this person. Oh, look, and here's their pro badge. Mm. Mm. For reasons I do not fathom, Total Biscuit didn't qualify for a pro badge. Whoa, <laughs> really? That's <laughs> crazy. He is kind of small time. I mean, why, why, <laughs> it's understandable. Oh, <laughs> um, cow. God. Um, yeah, you know, more than 2 million YouTube subscribers apparently doesn't yeah. rate the pro. Uh, you can do work on yeah. your system there, guys. Um, he may have been slightly late with his application. But I oh, well, oh, come on. Well. <laughs> so. You gotta get Jenna, get him in gear then. Exactly. <laughs> she was cracking the whip on him. And, um, <laughs> so, yeah, we had we crammed them into a 100 person room. There was a substantial line out the door. I'm and sure. in true nerd fashion, they all whipped out their, their smartphones and tuned into the live stream. <laughs> nice. But also, we were able to set up a signing table for them, and this incredibly orderly and well-behaved line formed. Oh, and good. Everybody got their time, got their photos. It was Ultimately, it was good, but next year, a freaking bigger room. Yeah, no doubt. Jeez. Yeah. Old school, but yeah, it was, it, it, the people in the chat room are asking, hey, it was good to see TV again. It's like, it was like seeing each other in speeding cars driving the opposite direction. Sure. Technically, I saw him. I saw Jen. But it wasn't. It was. You know, it was not a proper visiting. It was. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Okay, let's do this thing. Okay, sign, 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 sign. Okay, now go collapse and have a meal and and don't die. Right. Yeah. So, eh, it was wonderful to see them. Got to talk to Jen a little bit, but other than That's that, good. it was uh, crazy mayhem, and it's it's just it's Dragon Town. So this is this is where you are the hardcore guy, and then we are the casuals. <laughs> how so, I mean, when it comes to conventions. Well, because I'm usually like freaking live streaming something I shouldn't be. <laughs> that's, that's pretty hardcore that's and, what I'm and illegal. <laughs> I'm saying not that I shouldn't be, as in I'm doing something I don't have right, permission to right. do. It's just it's foolish to even try, and yet we managed to pull it off. So, nice. um, so whereas we had blast returning to packs. So yes. you, you began your your pre packs. Experience with the pub crawl, and then actually got to go to the convention proper. And what are your standout memories of stuff you saw at uh, PAX Prime? Well, let's see. Um, there was a lot of cool stuff at PAX Prime. Yeah, it was. It was kind of cool. I mean, they. It was. It was bittersweet because they didn't have League of Legends championships there this year. So Riot opted out and decided that they felt they were kind of co-opting too much of PAX, so decided to do their championship somewhere else. So it was really nice because the exhibition hall basically reclaimed all that space, and so the the aisles were much wider. Much nicer. It was a lot easier to get around most of the exhibition hall, but it kind of sucked. A, B, if you're a League fan, then you didn't have that there. Exactly. B, League was always a great way to get about a thousand people off the floor as well. Yes. So you kind of missed having that. Mm -hmm. um, 
they move like Magic the Gathering was super huge this year. Oh my goodness! They yes. had an incredible statue out onto the street of uh, on Pike Street, where it was coming out of the annex building. This gigantic like tentacled creature that was smashing a cop car. Because of course it has tentacles. Yeah, and, I mean it was pretty impressive uh, stuff. But they the, and then it was holding a street lamp, street lamp, with, lamp like crushing a street yeah, lamp with nice. the other one. And then if you go inside, the it continued, and there was like a hero of some sort trying to like jump on it or something. Uh, but Magic the Gathering took over both the first and kind of basement floor of the annex building. So D&D got moved to a different hotel. Okay. So it was just a little different setup. Um, but yeah, there was uh, some really great stuff. The Sword Coast Legends. Oh my gosh, Sword Coast awesome. Legends is going to be huge. That was a fantastic looking game, which is a D&D game, a computer game set in, obviously, the uh, Forgotten Realms for Sword Coast region where like Baldur's Gate is and uh, some of the other more famous cities. But the whole kind of gist of the game is you are playing one to four players form a party, and then the fifth player acts as the DM, and it's a very active DM where they are controlling the adventure kind of as you go through it. So you go through a dungeon, and they can immediately, as you're starting to make your way through it, uh, change doorways into secret doors, put down traps, mm-hmm. change monster encounters on the fly, add things to help you if they think you're kind of getting beat down too much. So or buff their own monsters yeah. if you're kicking the monster's butts. Or even take control of a monster and and play it kind of as their own PC of as sort. Uh, so they we got to see that in action, and it was really, really cool. It was I've, amazing. I've really been waiting for someone to properly do that kind of game architecture. I mean, when I looked at the Wii U, that was the first thing that sprang into my mind was that would be the perfect layout for a DM with the touchpad and yeah. other people with regular controllers. So you have three people playing and then the DM there with the gamepad that they can't see what he's going to do. Yeah, and we we saw and we've seen stuff like this before mm-hmm. within things like uh, Neverwinter Nights where it allowed you to make a module or like build a a scenario campaign. for a, even a campaign for players to run through, through, but you had to do it all beforehand, and it could take you know quite a long time to do. This was dynamic. The DM was as engaged as the players, as the rest of us, yeah, because they were basically on the fly making things happen. And then they, we actually went to their panel as well, where right. they really showed. Okay, now you saw when you play it, you play just a dungeon, but here's what a campaign would look like, and here's all the stuff you're going to be able to do, and most of it is things you're doing while the other people are playing there's only you know it's up to you if you want to do some setup beforehand you can definitely do a lot of setup beforehand if you really want to because you can get to the point where you actually customize the npcs and customize their dialogue and what their what quests if any they're going to be giving and the dialogue for those quests so it can get very in-depth if you're really into that and i think some people who are very creative can take this and run with it yeah. and have some amazing campaigns. But then then what you can do is you can have your pre-made campaign that you've worked so hard on. And then you know how it is as a DM. You've, especially me, because I have to plan every single, for every single eventuality before I even run a game. So it takes me forever to run. So you're, you plan for all these things and then they, th- you're, the players will throw some thing from the left and you're like, What? 
that's I didn't think of that. But <laughs> with this, you can change things as they're doing it. So it, it really helps the DM stay active and Yeah. It's the closest I've seen to replicating the, the pen and paper, paper. experience experience on the computer with the DM included. Mm-hmm. No, it sounds completely awesome. Yeah, so that was really good. Very Lots, awesome. Huge lines for their area the whole time. Uh, that was great. The new game from Gearbox, who makes Borderlands, they have Battleborn. Battleborn. Was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was it was better than I expected. Because you kind of look at it, and it definitely looks like it's in the Borderlands vein. Mm-hmm. Uh, except in this case, instead of having four characters, there's 25 playable characters eventually. There was about 10 or 12 when we played. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's up to five-player co-op or uh, five-on-five uh, PvP. but And a lot of it, you're like, okay, this is kind of going to feel the same. And yet... They really streamline a lot of the Borderlands experience. Getting rid of loot was huge. Awesome. Like, awesome. you don't stop then, which Borderlands always had that, okay, we've killed stuff, stop, check everything I got. Sort it, if, sort, yeah. see what's the best, optimize. Okay, now we move on. Yeah, which yeah, is and then if you're like Daxa, you have to put them in neat little rows right. of like all the components go here. Yeah, we're talking, we're talking regular here. people here, okay? Yeah. So this one, like it was as we played through their demo, you get partway through and you're like, wow, you know, I really haven't noticed the fact that new guns haven't been dropping. Yeah, this is we're just going and getting and you level up and you're able to it has a uh, World of Warcraft style or nowadays World of Warcraft style talent tree, Mm -hmm. whereas you level you basically pick this or that and it affects one skill or the other. And so you kind of build your character out. Uh, however you want as you go and the characters all seem unique they have both uh, melee champions as well as range champions mm-hmm. and it was it was really f- and you know the standard kind of gearbox humor with it yes. so it was fun <laughs> it was the and they actually let us video capture it yeah. nice so it was pretty neat so we got that uh, what else was big that we saw well there's a lot of games most of the games i really liked were the indie games yeah um just because i didn't feel like there was one really oh okay well obviously fallout but there wasn't a lot of yeah they didn't actually have fallout to play they didn't they just bethesda decided to go with just a gigantic photo op booth where you could take pictures with a doom demon Mm -hmm. uh the main character or one of the enemies from dishonored 2 and then some stuff from a lot of stuff from fallout uh so that was cool but game wise, I think Divinity Two was Divinity on, was nice. which was a lot of fun, yeah. and that's actually in a Kickstarter right now. Which the first Divinity was awesome, but Daxa hadn't played it, and we played, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. What kind so, of a game is that? Divinity was the one. It's it's kind of set in a mix of like Baldur's Gate and XCOM. Okay. So you run around like Baldur's Gate. It's in a fantasy setting, but when you get in combat, it becomes a turn based. Uh, mm-hmm. combat where you have a certain number of action points and a lot of its biggest thing that it's known for is there's uh, spells all interacted with each other so if you threw down an oil slick and then dropped a fireball on top of that oil slick it would catch fire yeah. or if you had somebody that was fro- you know, standing in a puddle and you hit them with a lightning bolt they would basically get stunned from the shock damage nice. yeah. so, physics 
physics. Exactly. So, and they're, but they promise a lot of the things they're, they're adding for part two sound amazing. They're definitely expanding it out quite a bit. Yeah. That one was good. There was that VR one, um, Pollen, that oh, I played. Yeah. So they, um, they're, obvi- they're using the Oculus Rift in this one game. And most of the time, in any game that uses the Oculus Rift, once I take it off, I have the worst migraine in the world. It just, I don't know what it does, but it doesn't work for me. It makes me nauseous. It's, it's bad. But there's this one game that used, it's more like a puzzle game. So it's not where they're throwing things out at you or, right. you know, you're like having to move really fast. Moving around in 3D space, it's more, I'm just, have good wraparound video. You do know you move around. You have to actually move your head and turn around in order to turn around in their space. Because you're basically up in a space station and you're trying to figure out what happened to these people who died. In space! But the interaction was amazing. So I can't wait for them to... You only got to play like three minutes because the line was ridiculously long. But the interaction for it was amazing. And I think it's by Minefield games. Yeah, I believe so. Um, pollen. Yeah, it's called Pollen. P-O-L-L-E-N and there's periods between every letter. Uh, but, of course there are. Um, but yeah, that one was, I thought visually um, and the interaction, it's the best interaction I've ever seen with an Oculus Rift in my opinion. Yeah. Well, that I've played. I'm so, curious to see because we have this weird evolution of gaming <clears throat> into VR at the same time, we have this huge explosion of live streaming gaming and, and video on demand of gaming. Are we going to have a system of, okay, now I'm going to put up replays of my game that you will actually will, you'll have the VR experience to replay my game? I bet yeah. you. I bet you. Maybe. Yeah. You betcha. Yeah. So trying to think. Uh, we saw Hairbrain was showing off uh, Necropolis. Right. Which was really cool. Rogue-like. Uh, very stylized animation, but set in the uh, theme of like Dark Souls. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, the stylized artwork, our art theme was just, it was really cool. Yeah, we can plug, we interviewed uh, Mike McCain. We did. That's on the stream and site already. Uh, Talked about Battletech as well, which they're kickstarting next month. Which Battletech, yes. as in first person, or no, as in like <laughs> Crescent Hawk, uh, Mech Commander style. Okay, so uh, top down. Yeah, top strategy. down. You control Lance. Okay, so uh, set in thirty twenty five during the uh, Succession Wars. Sounds really good. Yeah. So that one, we already we kickstarted. Well, well we're course. there because you know yep. why Hairbrain. not? Just take our money. <laughs> And we saw a game called Eon Altier, which was really an interesting game. This was a small indie uh, company that kind of like, come check out our thing. We're like, okay, we will check it out. And it is a uh, role-playing game, kind of a la Divinity or Baldur's Gate. Mm -hmm. But their their twist on it was you used a tablet or a phone to actually control your character instead of a remote and it was a computer based game but you were able to move your character around by using the touchpad on say I mean, they had a bunch of like mac minis there okay. and so you could move them around and then you would get dialogue and the dialogue would just show up on your screen. And when it was something that you were thinking, you would just see it on your screen. But if you said something out loud, the people could read it, but their whole 
thing was, if you were talking to the party, you sh- are actually supposed to talk to the party. Like it would hmm. say, "Now, now read this line out loud," and you were expected to role play your character. So you're voicing your own character in this video yeah. game is basically what's happening. Sweet. So it was clever. It, it was, was really clever. And yeah. then, but the thing is, when we when we played it, we played it with two people who we who didn't know us, and they weren't as extroverts as we were. Yeah, we were. They were very like, at one point I think I had to say something like, so you're calling the genocide of my people uh, like... Yeah, you're trivializing. Yeah, the, yeah, something yeah. like that. I'm like, you're, are you trivializing the genocide of my people? And I'm like acting it out and they're like, uh... uh I'm just you, not going to say anything. Yeah, we're going to pick the don't respond option. <laughs> <laughs> I but it was it was definitely an interesting it was a very interesting little twist on yeah. on you know a role playing game, so, so I thought that was some, cool. Yeah, um, we like also some in- innovative stuff going on so far. Yeah, yeah. Some really innovative stuff. The other thing that I thought was really neat is there was this game which I think their Kickstarter ended like today or it might end tomorrow, but it's called Echo E C O, and it's basically okay. Think Minecraft, right? Okay. You're building. You have this world, and it's got resources. The cool thing about it, though, and the twist on this game, is you also have, a, you basically have a, a background to it where it's collecting all the stats of how much wood you're collecting, how many deers you're killing, how many whatever. So all, how many resources you're expending from this world. And you can actually set laws because the whole point is to make sure that there's an asteroid headed to Earth. So you want to... Make sure that your civilization is civilized enough to protect itself from the asteroid, but is not going to destroy the Earth anyway in the process. So, for example, you can set the law that you can only kill two deer a day. You can only, you know, um, whatever, cut down five trees a day or whatever. But you have this whole graph of all the resources and what it's doing to your, you know, who's cutting what, what it's doing to your, your Earth. It's actually a really neat concept. I didn't did, we didn't get to talk to the guy a lot about this though. No, but it, it was it was interesting because yeah. Minecraft is Minecraft, but the the rest of it was the cool aspect of this particular game. Right, the fact that you were kind of you could depopulate your planet or basically bring your planet to ruin through pollution or whatever else, and the community would vote on various laws. And I think that was a very interesting aspect to see. Could you get your planet past the threat of this asteroid hitting it and then continue on from there? So we're doing that was that was cool. And then it, within survival mode, even though this game has been already on early access, a uh, friend of the show, Ragok, had been talking to me oh, about right. uh, Arc Survival Evolved, which is available right now in early access on Steam. And they were also demoing it there at the con. And that was a lot of fun. So cool. Very beautiful game. Graphics look great. It's a survival, but... You can definitely choose between do you want to be like you're on this island with a bunch of dinosaurs and you're PvPing, or you could totally play it just as a PvE server and not uh, uh, have to deal with with other players except to work collaboratively to beat the kind of PvE uh, bosses and stuff they've set up for you. But very fun. Lots of, you know, you start off naked and you have to harvest your food and build a shelter and learn how to craft things and it's very everquest like it's a very hard game so it's a very hard mmo reminds me of everquest because when you die 
you actually, all your stuff is on your body. Has anybody seen my corpse? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. Slash corpse, slash corpse, slash corpse. Slash corpse. Right. Yeah. But you can't do that. You have to find your corpse. And sometimes the dinosaur will eat your corpse. So if the dinosaur poop, eats your corpse, poop, it eats all your poop, stuff. Slash poop. So, or, or as a friend told me today, oh. if you're on a PvP server, they can take your corpse and put it into a... Uh, you know, hut and lock the door. Oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> lovely. All the best humanity has to offer. <laughs> yep. But actually, don't don't laugh about the poop thing because if you actually follow that dinosaur around that killed you, you can actually kill the dinosaur and get your stuff back. Or sometimes, Raggy did say, it would poop it. Yeah, you can find it in the poop. <laughs> because guess what you have to do? You have to go around picking up poop. To, to make stuff in this. Yeah. Oh, then we're, back, we're back in World of Warcraft now. Right. Nothing quite like walking around like, okay, I'm going to walk over here. You have now defecated. Okay, then. Awesome. Good to know. <laughs> Slash cop squat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, that was great. That was cool. Oh, and then I think the uh, there's definitely a ton of other games. Oh, I mean, my gosh. We pre-ordered Rock Band 4. There was a lot of cool stuff there. But we did buy a new card game. We did. Oh, we should have brought the cards. Yeah, I don't have the cards on me. But it's kind of in the vein of Cards Super Against Fight. Humanity, but it's called Super Fight. Yes, I have seen Super Fight at conventions. Did yes. you get the expansion pack that gives you the settings and stuff as well? We bought the expansion pack that was the adult expansion oh, and dear. the geek expansion. Yes. So it doesn't give settings, but it gives raunchy. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> it is really, really good. It was good. We played it one night with a bunch of the friends we were there with at PAX, and so there was five or six of us playing, and so five, five people uh-huh. playing. So you had two people face off in the super fight and put down their their super fighters along with their augments, and then the three other three people would act as the judge right. as to whether or not the <laughs> who would win the fight. And it was it was fun because you you get people like you have somebody who wins a round and then the next person basically gets somebody something that's tailored to beat the the one that's already on the table right. uh so yeah it played out really it really was a fun. lot of fun especially when the people are trying to argue why their uh-huh. fighter is better with oh, yeah. like you know because you add things onto the fighter with like you know the laser beams coming out of his eyes, but only has one leg or whatever. You yeah. know. Yeah, some of them are de- detrimental cards. Yeah. So. No, I was inches away from buying the set at WonderCon and regret not having picked it up. So I'm glad you guys did. Yeah. Oh, it's it's pretty fun. It's and, definitely a good one. And friend of the show, uh, Justin Robert Young, actually has kickstarted his card game called The Contender, oh. which is another um, Cards Against Humanity like game, but this one is politically themed. Hmm. So basically, you use your cards, which are quotes from real politicians, to build your campaign stump speech statement. You know, so you'll have a topic go down, and then you'll you'll do like three cards to make your your campaign statement or your response to a question. And that's of course because they're real politician quotes; they're mostly horrifying and hilarity <laughs> yeah. ensues. And wrong. Yeah, so they, 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 some of their stretch goals were like the, the Trump expansion pack and all kinds of fun stuff like that. So 
Oh, God. Well, if you ever, for Trump, this is a little bit of a tangent, but you got to look up the video of Trump and China. China. It's, oh, yeah. It's the China. best video China. ever. It's China. like literally two minutes, all different clips of him saying China. China. <laughs> China. 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 I love China. I love China. China. I hate China. <laughs> like, it's just nonstop. It's so good. <laughs> Uh, and so bad at the same time. So <laughs> bad. So yeah. So Super Fight and the Contender, both uh, good card cool. games to to seek out. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Those so were it, really good. It was a blast to play. Uh, so. And then there was a bunch of the indie ones. There was the Armello, which was really good. Yeah, and you can hear that review. You can hear that review. It actually, yeah, it's a, it's a really beautiful game. Uh, and. Behind all the cartooniness, it's basically Game of Thrones. Basically, yeah, <laughs> it really is, but with animals. But with animals. And cutesy. Yeah. Okay. But it's, uh, and, and by far, as I mentioned, it's the best tutorial I've ever played through. Okay. Good yeah, it is. It's incredible. Caught my interest right away. It was really, really good. Yeah. So that was that was excellent. We played some other uh, board game called Nurse Rush Hospital Hospital Rush. Rush. Yeah, which played. It was interesting. It was a hospital. It plays a lot like Lords of Waterdeep, but in a hospital setting and with not as much delay. Like it was a very fast paced game. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was that one, one was we really just picked out of the blue, and the person who demoed it for us. It was a really good game. Yeah, because you get to be um, either you get to be these. Uh, residents who are trying to become the next doctor. They have an opening in the hospital. But you can also do sneaky things, you know? So um, you have to treat patients but also try to beat out all the other residents. But it looked... uh, It played really well and yeah, I would pick that one up. It was really Sneaky things, huh? Yeah. Sneaky things. Yeah, one of them was like I would would steal pills from other... uh, yeah, or or bandages, which is what you use to cure cust- uh, or, cure the patients, or like d- discharge them before they're actually yeah. cured. <laughs> before they're actually cured, or yeah. that's actually a, a a decent segue to something I wanted to sure tell to the guys in IRC because um, sticky things is a potential show title, and one of the new tools we have in the IRC channel that we've moved to is the suggestion bot. So I'm going to throw out there <laughs> during the show. Uh, IRC dwellers can suggest a title for the episode by typing in exclamation point lowercase s. So bang s and then a space and then the title you want to suggest. <laughs> oh, shut up, you. I bang s all the time. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you're sitting next to the s you bang. It's right. <laughs> so you can do exclamation point s and then my title. And it takes it to a, you'll get a response in PM from the suggestion bot, and it links through to a web page where all the suggested titles are listed, and then you can click on them to vote for the ones you like best. Oh, look at you. You're getting tired of trying to come up with your own titles. Your creativity has died. Is that what you're trying to say? I have absolutely stolen this technology and this idea from the guys over at diamondclub.tv. Ah, uh, they, they've been using this for some time to get uh, suggestions from their chat realm, and I thought it would, you can use it for things more than just the title. Anytime we have you know a question for the chat room, we can have people send suggestions that way. But for today, we'll we'll use it. And Boba Fett has already gotten in there ahead of everyone else with that's what she said. <laughs> Thank you. Ch- 
China. 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 I like China. <laughs> I like China. China's friends of mine. China. <laughs> China's friends of mine. <laughs> Shut up. So, yes. and, and of Drink course, <laughs> so good. By doing that, he, he Boba has allowed me to uh, acknowledge that Boba Fetish is yeah. in the chat room. Welcome. And yes, this is uh, sadly it's going to be freaking late in the evening for you from for the next foreseeable future, Boba, because life. Yes. Oh, and the other thing I have to get: we had the absolute best apple cider, hard cider oh, I've ever had in my life. My God! Damn. Oh. My God, you have no idea, Gnome. This no, 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 thing... no, no, no. I, I, I got, I, I got, I'm coming back at you with another apple-themed beverage when you're done okay. talking. Well, check this out, okay? I didn't have dessert. Okay. Because I had this drink. Okay. That's how good it was. See. That's... It was called, uh, It it's what, Deets, I think? I thought it was I Deets, think it was but Deets. I know it was, whatever it was, it was a baked apple, apple. cider. Yes. And it tasted like... Apple pie a la mode. See, this is crazy. We were ha- we were in strange sync because at the con, uh, and this guy has since uh, contacted me via Twitter. So so Dylan Northrup brought me a bottle at the mixing desk in the room and said, "Here, have some pie," and poured me a shot of this concoction of his own devising that. Tasted like you were drinking apple pie. Yeah. But it, well, was, not, but it was not like a, a brewed drink. This was a distilled beverage. So this was spirits versus you know the, the cider you were having. And it kicked I'd my say. ass. Ah. We had those like the Washington apples. Right. Oh, yeah. Those were good. But this one, you know, he, I had... Two, two servings of pie uh, uh, that Dylan wrote in, and a few minutes later, I was like, why am I sweating so much? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and, and he's threatening to send me the recipe, so I'm like, bring it on. Cause oh, yeah. Holy, oh, yeah. It was so good and so dangerous, because oh. it's one of those those rare drinks you can, you encounter. Like you can't find the alcohol on your palate anywhere. Right. You know from the effects yep. that you experience later that it was in there. But not the slightest bit of volatility, no taste of ethanol at all, just sweet apple pie goodness. Like, oh, I could drink this all day. Don't put the bottle Don't down, do step away. This is, a, this is a bottle with a message, and the message is beware. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the cider we had, we had it like on the first or second night we were there. Uh-huh. We're like, oh my God, we're, we're right pla- next to the place that uh, served it, the tap room. We decided we were like, oh, we'll go back and get a growler. We went back a couple days later and they're like, yeah, we're, we've tapped that keg. It's gone. Mm. <laughs> they did yeah. say it was super rare. They would Very popular. Yeah. Well, they said there's a green apple version that was even rarer. Because it tastes like caramel apple. Yeah. Like a caramel <sighs> apple pop. I know. Yeah. Like ridiculous. Be afraid. Now I need to go find this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to have to call the tap room and find out what the name of right, that thing was. Or, and hopefully BevMo or Total, Total Wine and More or somebody. Somebody will have it. Yeah. Oh, that was another glorious thing about being in Atlanta. I could get Yingling. I, I don't know what that is. It is, right. it is a, it's a regional. <laughs> I, <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you live. <laughs> it is a very popular regional lager. That they have like three breweries 
so they can't they're not a national brewers they can just about uh, get to uh, the mississippi and if you get west of the mississippi you just you just can't get it they just they, mm-hmm. they they can't make enough of it every year to go any further than that and it's just a really good and and it's the oldest still operating brewery in the united states yeah so and they're out of baltimore and when i visited my brother in baltimore i got introduced to yingling and got to have it on tap and it's just Tasty and drinkable, and just a great beer. And I just, I, I never have it, so it's the absence makes the the tongue grow fonder. <laughs> Does it really? Nom 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 nom. <laughs> yeah, I really missed Iolite, but anyway, uh-huh. TMI. I know. Uh, yeah. So there, I had that going for me, which was nice. Huh. Interesting. Mm. So is that the the culmination of the summary oh pax prime 2015 in all of its glory that was pretty much yeah we played a lot of games yeah i mean there were so many games but those were the ones that really stuck i think out. that stood out we had a friend pick up some pirate game which seemed Weird. cool but it was like super Awkward. complex and we were all drinking and it really just wasn't the right time for it <laughs> So it's it. I mean, I'm sure it's a great game, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't remember. But no, we were but I'm sure all it was like, a game, yeah. Game. Basically, we went to dinner and then that was it. So no, that was it. Was one of the jokes on that midnight this week was they were talking about ruining games or something, and it was the the Settlers of Catan, the reading the instructions edition. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Exactly. So I'm trying to think. Oh, we went to a, a awesome. This isn't actually PAX related, but we went to a place that they have that's a oh, gaming yes. uh, store attached to a restaurant bar and it was all one continuous thing and they actually had these like really cool rooms you could rent to like play Dungeons and Dragons or Wargaming or whatever you wanted to play in there themed but rooms. they were like themed rooms so it was like a like a 18th century English study with a hardwood bar there that they would serve you drinks while you're playing. And it was a brilliant idea. Uh, we met uh, Raggy over there and it was really cool. And that's where they do their war machine gaming every week. And so they can play war machine and have beers and get food while they're doing it. So why do we not idea. have those? Everywhere, yeah, right. I have no idea. It was one of the coolest places I've been to. Uh, yeah, so. definitely. Well, I mean, and we went there super late. Like next time, yeah. we will go there earlier. earlier and experience like the gaming portion. We just went there and drank. So. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> mm, now I must have this. We we need to build one or encourage someone to invest here because yes, can't move to Seattle yet. Damn it. Yeah, there, there's there was a lot of cool outside of PAX places we ended up going to. So that was, that was neat. Yeah, that was really, it but was... yeah, PAX wise, uh, trying to think, I, I know there was definitely a lot of games that were, Oh, forgiving. I, there was the, um, Minecraft story mode yeah. that I never got to stand in line because in, because the line was freaking ridiculous. It was like three, four hours long every single day. This is where lull came into such play because, mm-hmm. Those lines, as soon as some of the games started, they would get so small, and you they could would actually cap use them. Some games. So, you basically had you had uh, enforcers standing there saying, "Line capped, come back in twenty minutes." And from what I read on the forums, it's like you had to be there just whenever that line shifted forward. You had to be there walking by and get in immediately because there was no just come back in twenty minutes. Yeah. It was always full, and you couldn't stand around and wait for it to move a little. You had to keep moving. 
Yep. So it's the nature of such things. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty much the only one that I was really like, uh, yeah, you must I have really checked on it two or three one, times. But I am not standing in that line. Yeah, that pretty much describes every major panel at Dragon Con where there's a celebrity of some kind. It's, mm-hmm. it's not unlike San Diego Comic Con where basically you you pick the one that's going to eat most of your day to to you know stand in line for the one. Right. And you get there early and you camp out along the side of the building and you just bring a lunch and yeah, no thank you. I'll watch I'll watch the recording. Yeah. So Dragon Con. Yes. As a contrasted to PAX, PAX which is very much video game centric. Mm-hmm. Dragon Con is taking all comers. So any anything that potentially is can be classified as nerdy or geeky. Uh, there's a track there that specializes in it or somebody presenting on that topic. It is freaking enormous. Um, they had moved the vendor halls to a whole new gigantic building this year. I never even got over there. Um, seething press of humanity. It, it, the, if you ever wonder... You know, what happens when heavily repressed nerds finally cut loose, you know, once a year? Go into the Marriott there in downtown Atlanta around 3 a.m. and you'll see it. Because, holy crap. It is a never-ending party of of cosplay left, right, and center and gaming happening at random places and uh, a ceaseless uh, ocean and waterfall of alcohol because... Why not? And, and pie. Um, so I was still concentrated on the podcasting track because that's what I was there to do was to live stream and record all the presentations there. And had some, some interesting and different things going on this year. Um, so I had mentioned Justin Robert Young earlier, uh, who was uh, one of the minds behind The Contender. He and his fiance had been doing a podcast called Jury Moore. His nickname is Jury for Justin Robert Young. Her name is Ashley Paramore, so Jury Moore. And it was basically a podcast about them preparing to get married. Oh, right. Yes, I remember that one. So they would go on the air and they would tackle one big topic you know, per night. It was, okay, let's, we're going to have the money episode where we talk about how will money be handled after marriage. We have the, the kids discussion and all the things that you know, it is recommended you do and you speak to your potential spouse about before actually doing the deed to unearth possible pitfalls or deal breakers. Um, so they did their um, final episode as a panel at DragonCon. Now, if you visit the rules and regulations section of presenting or attending DragonCon... There's a whole section that's in a much larger typeface, bold, that includes the phrase, absolutely no weddings. Ah. So they wanted to have the final episode be... Their wedding. Their wedding, but they couldn't actually do that. So technicalities count. They got married the Wednesday before mm. at Justice of the Peace and are married. Uh-huh. What they 
did contained as an aspect of it a wedding ceremony unlike any wedding ceremony you've ever seen before that included Andrew Maine presiding dressed as the high sparrow <laughs> because reasons right um it had a cake shaped like a horse's heart that the bride had to chuff um, oh wow so that she could bear the stallion who would mount the world. Um, <laughs> it, the, the pop culture references were flying fast. It was this enormous piece of performance art. Oh, wow. That included a uh, rendition of the Red Wedding, and but it also contained all the proper aspects of a wedding ceremony, including them exchanging their vows. And you know, instead of I do, it was, do you accept these terms of service? Um, <laughs> it was, and it is available for your viewing. If you go over to the YouTube channel, um, you can link from Alpha Geek Radio or just go to YouTube and search for Alpha Geek Media. It is the Jury Moore finale episode. Even if you don't really know anything about the two of these people, it is still an epic festival of awesome that you should go and watch. And actually, they didn't even use the whole hour. They were done like 12 minutes early, which is unheard oh, wow. of. Yeah, They just got right down to it. But they obviously put, this was scripted and tons of thought and preparation, costumes. Um, it was remarkable. That's and, cool. And they were technically not married at the con, but they were totally married at the con. But they were uh, totally married at the con. Of course. Um, so definitely take a moment and check that video out. Um, the guys from Diamond Club did an episode of Night Attack, which is the all-grown-up uh, show on the network. So don't, don't play this one for the kids. Um, a fun bit of that one was Tom Merritt and a couple other people had gotten shipped <laughs> pre-release versions of the BB-8 toy from oh, yeah. Star Wars. Uh-huh. And they have a, a limited AI built into them where you just put them down and they will go explore the space. And they have basic sensors that let them detect obstacles. And so they put, basically put two of these things down on the ground and let them tool around during the uh, performance. But before that, they had them battle <laughs> up, on, <laughs> up on the table. Because, of course, if you have two BB-8 toys, you want them to duke it out. Well, right, right. Only one BB-8 toy can That's right. Leave. There can be one only BB-8 one. One BB-8 enter. Yeah. Or two right. BB-8 enter, one BB-8 leave. Exactly. Uh, but it's the, you know, it's the practical spherical toy that rolls, but the head stays stationary on top. Um, it is, it's going to be the toy to have this year, I predict. Because... They're adorable and, and fun, and they seem to be physically impossible. And you can also, you know, you, you can remote control them from your smart device, but also just left to their own devices, they'll just kind of tootle around and do interesting things and make the little, the little droid noises. And But yeah, two droids enter, one droid leaves. So It's night like, oh my God, this is what Jar Jar was supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> there have been people who have put forth uh, things where, you know, BB 8 cracks open. And Jar Jar emerges. Did <laughs> oh, you miss me? <laughs> ah, be afraid. Uh, yeah, Schwood had one, and Merritt had the other, and 
Veronica Belmont had left hers or had been delivered to her home after she left. So we could uh, we could have had aww. we could have had a three way, but nope, it was it was off in California. Aww. Um, I think they're already available at Target. I think they had their big toy rollout over the weekend already. It was last Friday. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, they they'd gotten them a couple of days ahead of time when we were playing with them. Um, yeah. And they're they're adorable. Um so Night Attack is another one to check out from the YouTube playlist over at Alpha Geek Media. The if you're interested in you know, there's a few in there that are the, the mechanics of podcasting. There's a really good discussion there on crowdfunding. So if you are interested in starting a podcast or have a podcast and are interested in seeing the different options for monetizing, I, as much as I hate that word, there really isn't a better word. Uh, uh, Another way of soliciting donations from your fans. Uh, yeah. Crowdfunding. Um, that one is another good one if you're into uh, creating podcasts. Oh, well, I think monetizing you don't like because it sounds like you're trying to turn profit then on Right. To right. so just, I want to run the place. Right. Yes. Instead of just being, yeah, basically self sustaining. Mm-hmm. That's a different way of saying it <laughs> as in previous years uh five truths and a lie freaking awesome um it is a, a wonderful show and they, they get some fairly high profile celebrities on there and there's six people they all stand up and tell a story and they're usually really damn entertaining and interesting stories and often hilarious and Five of them are telling the truth, and one of them is lying. And the whole thing is the crowd, the audience tries to determine who is the liar. Um, But it's more just an excuse for some really awesome storytelling, Um, and sometimes by people you may already be fans of. Um, And this year was, was, uh, I thought last year was awesome. This, This took it to another level of, they just got six people who were really spectacularly good storytellers up there. And who had hilarious stories to tell that were the most unbelievable of them was not the lie. It was just like that was true. You you have a hard time believing because it sounded totally made up, which is exactly why that was the story they chose to tell. Right. Um, so that is another definite one to to go check out off of the the playlist. And we had talked earlier about um, Archer. You had mentioned. Yes. We had Dad's Garage, which is the local improv group uh, that Lucky Yates and uh, God, I'm, uh, who voices Pam? Um, Amber, oh. Amber Nash. Yeah. Uh, are part of them. And so they were both up on stage again and killed it. Um, <laughs> they're funny. I they're hilarious. Them. I mean, I mean they, they, they did improv long before they were recruited to do voice acting for Archer, which is mm-hmm. the reason why their chemistry is so good. Um, and the the interesting thing was, so I had Lucky Yates, voice of Krieger, and Amber Nash, voice of Pam, on one panel. The very next panel was the co-optional podcast. And that day, TB was cosplaying as Krieger, and Jen was cosplaying <laughs> as Pam. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Oh, that's awesome. The real Krieger and Pam walk out, and the cosplay Krieger and Pam walk in. It's like, uh, that's I awesome. am living in the Twilight Zone. It's official. <laughs> um, so the Dad's Garage, another, another really fun one to, to check out. Um, if you uh, One that, that on the surface looks, the description was kind of meh. 
Um, but I was glad that I was sitting. It was called Obsessed, and it was uh, moderated by uh, Joseph Scrimshaw. Um, they did a lot of talk about uh, voice acting, uh, especially for animated features. So they had a lot of people on the panel who had done you know, the voice of Batman for DC movies um, and voice of Superman in, in various productions. And that one you know, wasn't fall out of your chair funny, but if you are at all interested in that kind of behind the scenes and, some, and having some really fun uh, live voice acting happening on stage, uh, that is another fun, a fun one to, uh, to tune into. So it's just called Obsessed. With Joseph, mm. with Joseph Scrimshaw. No, 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 no. Um, but just content after content after content. Just the, when I go to DragonCon, I don't get out much, though this year I got out a little bit more because this year I trained a minion. Minion! Um, Accuzad, also known as James Jeffries, joined me this year and um, we were showing him the, the way and the challenges of live streaming when you have no freaking bandwidth. It's nice when you have minions. Uh, and when you have good minions, and I had a good minion. Um, so I'm hoping that uh, next year we can divide it up so that you know maybe for entire days each of us can go off and do the con attendance thing right? Um, while the other does all the streaming. Um, this one was more like, you know, you'll take a panel and then I'll take a panel. So we could break away for a little while, but not really to go like watch another panel or go tour the vendor area or any of that, uh, any the the fun like that as usual the cosplay was completely off the hook um there was an awesome group one which was this person who was easily a 10 foot tall gypsy danger from pacific rim Mm. with people standing right next to them wearing the kludge together neural link that the uh yeah group he made yeah. Leading to a little tank with a little miniature kaiju brain in it. Oh, my God. Yes. They, they went all the way. It was, wow. And, and the props looked like the props from the movie. They, were, they were, weren't just, you know, similar. It was like they completely nailed it. So this 10-foot-tall freaking Gypsy Danger and the complete, you know, uh, drift rig made of garbage and a kaiju mm-hmm. brain just for giggles. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. No, there, was, there were some good group, group ones. Um I guess, yeah, I, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, no, I think maybe it was Felicia Day or somebody posted a picture of a uh, female predator yes. that looked awesome. Yes, I did not see that one in person, but I saw the, the posts. Um, there was, I sat and chatted for a while with a, a, a group that was doing all of the doctors. Uh, oh, wow. From Hartnell all the way through to the latest. Jeez. Yep, and they were all, some of them were gender bent, so I was talking to a, you know, a female version of Tom Baker's doctor. But, uh, oh, cool. And it was, it was fun because we were just talking about, you know, she was, became a fan with the revival and is now going back and watching the older ones. Like, oh, uh, my God, I tried that. I just couldn't do it. They are a product of their age. Oh, yeah. I just couldn't do it. And I completely understand how it would take a special level of dedication to slog through them at this point if you're just a completionist. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because some of them, it's so, we are so spoiled now by the quality of special effects that we just kind of take for granted now that the absurd 
terrible special effects that they <laughs> did back in the 60s and 70s just hit us in the well, face. Just, I mean, it wasn't even that because, I mean, even at the beginning, Nine didn't have the best special effects e- either. Right. You know, they were okay, some of them, but... But if you go back, like, if you watch Tom Baker, you'd oh, be yeah. like, oh, man, this is terrible. And you have to realize that was the best of the terrible. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, he was really good. Yeah. And so the stuff that followed him was like, ooh, yeah. Until nine, yeah. It was a yeah. different, a different era. Yeah, it was. And they they were targeting you know a different audience, and, and you know they would they would never have gone for a romantic storyline. They were they were all right. like hard sci-fi, and and now it's a completely different beast. Um, and you know, some would say it better or worse. Who cares? It's fun. People love it. Um, yep. That that was a great group cosplay. Um, as usual, Deadpool's left, right, center, above, oh my gosh. Us, above the below. Pax was the same way. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's just a thing. Um, I think it's infectious. Um, the, I, my favorite was a really obscure uh, guy that just walked past me in the Marriott. So, and you, you may get it. You, you, you may have gotten it if you saw it. But it was basically older guy, kind of Santa Claus body frame. Big white beard, just wearing blue overalls and a white shirt. You know, so think, you know, redneck, uh-huh. uh, Appalachian dude, and carrying an ebony black wizard's staff. Oh, it's, uh, what's it, his face from Dresden? Yes, I was say, his mentor. As Logan said, McCoy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got a smile out of him for that one. Yes, yes he, he was cosplaying as Ebenezer McCoy, the black staff. That's awesome. Very cool. You did that just for me and people like me who would get that. That's utterly meaningless to someone who is is not into the Dresden Files. Right. And even someone who's into the Dresden Files may not just pick up on it. Yeah. I love that level of um, obscure cosplay. Right. Oh, yeah. And Actually, I was with uh, Doc Dead and I, thankfully, some evenings we actually got to hang out together. And I was walking through... Hotels with him when he was doing his Shepherd Book cosplay from Firefly. Mm. Now Wayne was really playing to his strengths with this one because he freaking looks like him. <laughs> yeah, just facially. I mean, he looks like the actor. So he did the whole you know you know tie the hair back, spray it white. He was actually he's his ever morphing beard that he worked. So he arrived with a full beard. Did one cosplay that used that. Next day, it was shaved down to just a Fu Manchu mustache for Mr. Satan. The next day, he had trimmed it just to a mustache for Shepard Book, and then he was clean shaven by the end. So it's like you're you're working to your strengths. Exactly. Um, but every uh, so he had the Roman collar with the blue priest shirt on, and had his little Bible, and had the wooden box with strawberries in it, and Every Kaylee we passed. <laughs> oh, I got to stop and get a picture with you. <laughs> I bet it was it was fun. A lot of people were, were appreciating the less <laughs> sure. often. The Wayne less... was like, "All right, all right, <laughs> hold my bags. I'm gonna pose if I gotta do this." <laughs> yeah. no, Doc Dad, I, I freaking is the in, the embodiment of Shepherd Book. It was it was good. Nice. That's, That's awesome. awesome. But his head is gonna collapse under the pressure. A mm, little bit. Keep on walking, preacher man. <laughs> Going to special hell. <laughs> That's well, awesome. Well, isn't that special? Yeah, I miss Firefly. 
Oh yeah. We need more was good. like that. Um so yeah, it was fun walking around with Doc and the the ever never ending stream of photo opportunities. Um there were a, f- a good number of cosplays in anticipation of The Force Awakens. So people oh, yeah. who were working off what we could glean. So the, the new style um, Stormtrooper designs. Um, the, I've, there was some people who had attempted to mock up their own BBH, but they weren't quite the fully mobile version of that the toys and things are. Um, so people who are, you know, hotly waiting I, I was hoping to see like a Captain Phasma the, the chrome right uh-huh. uh, didn't run across one of those I bet you there was more than one at the con though because some, somebody will have done it already busted out the, the tin snips and, and polished themselves up a freaking metal chrome stormtrooper outfit because why not right because J.J. Abrams that's why so he needs something to, to glance the uh, lens flares off of right that's right and something to put uh, Brienne into because that's who's underneath that. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see what they do with that character. Yeah, um, me too. What else did we? So we had no shortage of celebrities wa- randomly wandering about and mingling. Um, oh, good. Yeah. Um, not overly much because sweaty throng of drunken. Yeah. Then, you know, there, are, there are limits. Um. The parade, because you know, they throw a freaking parade for us, because, well, we dump millions into their annual economy, so right. the yes. parade, I guess, is the least they could do. And it was a blur and a rush, and I want to go back and actually, like, attend some more. <laughs> <laughs> How just, long is, is it a three-day it's freaking long. Um, it is, I mean, they've started doing stuff Thursday night, though they're trying to curtail that. Uh-huh. Um, it is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Okay. Because it is Labor Day weekend. So like packs. So like packs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, generally speaking, Sunday caps it off. We do kind of a half a day of panels on Monday. Yeah. But people have, I mean, it is semi-depressing because people have largely cleared out at that point. Right. They're like, this place was so hopping and cool just yesterday and now everybody's gone and I'm here. Ah." (laughs) You you start getting the post-con funk and you haven't even left the con yet because the energy that was so pervasive for for the previous, you know, three days is notably absolutely people in their in their civilian garb with their bags heading to the airport and saying, No, put your cosplay back on. I miss you already. Come back. Yeah. But it was it was just bunches well, that of sounds fun. Sounds good. And there was pie and <laughs> Yeah, there's I mean, unfortunately the other thing that having not having lull there definitely toned some of the cosplay down, I think, mm-hmm. this year for PAX as well. There was a decent amount, but well, the Not, problem with the cosplay is they have a new rule where you can't stop people in the aisles to take their pictures. So, not, a, not a bad yeah. rule. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, in the other statue I want to talk about oh really quick. Oh, my God, yes. So in the main area, like where the merch booth is, right before you get into the exhibition hall in the convention center, they always put up a big statue. Last right. year they had a giant Tibbers with mm-hmm. Annie from League of Legends with smoke coming out. This year they had this huge, like, cordoned-off 
water area with a dead monster in it with a sword in him and this jet of black blood that went probably about 25 feet in the air shooting out of it and the player character from Dark Souls 3 praising the sun. It was amazing. Like It was freaking epic. Yeah, it was like everybody, just people would walk in and just stop. Like there wasn't even mm-hmm. like, oh my god, look at that! It was just like, Aww. holy crap! <laughs> yeah, I actually took video of it because it was so cool yeah. with the with the black blood splurting up and off mist the dead around character. it. It was crazy. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, send me photos. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. In general, I would say yeah. If you can make it to PAX. Awesome. If you can make it a Dragon Con, apparently awesome. <laughs> I can recommend uh, uh, having experienced both. I can say you should do both if you can. Right. And I would really, it would be, it's a really personal decision if you have to pick one. If you're, if you're more into video games, and PAX is clearly the one you should attend, there's a strong video game presence at Dragon Con. They have a whole video game you know, presentation track. And, but then you have also have all this other stuff from general nerdity as well so crowd pleaser wise and you're likely to find something that interests you and, and just raw size um you know dragon kind is just physically larger because the convention facilities in atlanta are just bigger than sure. what's available in seattle um so you know Choose your weapon wisely, um, but yeah. if you have if you have the means, I highly recommend picking up tickets to both. You can't; they're on the same weekend. Not well, this, this year; this, they weren't. And every yeah. four, every four years, years, this will reoccur. Yep. So I think it was was it a four year cycle? They said. Yeah, I think yeah. it's every four four or five. On, so on the fifth year, I think they they rotate it. I don't know because I mean, since we've been going, this is our sixth year, and mm-hmm. this is the first, first time, time I it's think happened. It didn't yeah. happen. Wasn't on Labor Day weekend. So if you are truly suicidal or, yeah. or just hate having money or hate you know having a body that's not in pain you could conceivably do what some people absolutely did this year which was to attend PAX Prime and then head straight out to Atlanta and attend all of Dragon Con and then probably dissolve into a pile of dust um, but yeah in both though you, PAX has three other options you could go to yes exactly um, right I'm Prime is special, East. but you pro- can do Australia. Yeah. We or badly Stan. need to cover Pax Australia. I you know. know. Oh, absolutely, we absolutely do. That needs to be our crowdfunding. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> send us to Australia and yeah. we'll talk about it on the air. Yeah, actually, I mean, honestly, that one looks cool because a you're in Australia, like yeah. that's good enough for me. Uh, but Pax East is supposed to be very. Very well represented. I would well. love to to sample the, the yeah. bouquet of all of them: Pax yes. South, East, and Prime. Because um, why the hell not? Exactly. Um, well, now Pax South in San Antonio. Yeah, coming soon. Yep. Yeah, Doc Dead in, in the IRC is saying, "Oh no, people are already partying on Wednesday." <laughs> so never mind. Wait until Thursday. Thursday before the con, they apparently the the party gets rolling uh, in Atlanta way early. What a yeah, we, yeah. We, we eased into I mean, we got there on Tuesday and we eased yes. in and then but Thursday we always kick it off and because we apparently hate our bodies. Yes. Is because Fridays kind of suck. <laughs> yeah, my my one night 
to abuse myself was Saturday night. Um, there you go. Well, at Night Attack, they had previously in NSFW show, which then has since become Night Attack when they went independent. Right. They had gone to a winery where you could commission and have a custom vintage made mm. with your own label and your own blend. And they had created this 20% alcohol by volume red wine. Oh, my God. Jesus. Yeah. Called Ruinum. Ah. And had put it up for sale and had gotten some cases of it. Um, This was years ago. And last year at DragonCon, they brought with them what they thought were the last bottles of Ruinum. And we drank them up in a suite. And that was my regretful night last year. Right. In the intervening time, they found an extra case that they did not know that they, that they had. Oh, So they no. brought those this year, and Ashley was handing them out to the people who had helped with the recording and the live streaming of the Jurymore finale. So I got a bottle of Ruinum for my efforts in live streaming their not wedding. And dopey me, you think, well, I can't take this back through security easily, and it'll probably explode if I try and check it, so I'll just drink it. So imagine, <laughs> imagine me so I, <laughs> toddling through the Marriott, with this, the one with the seething mass of humanity, and with Doc Dead there dressed as uh, Shepherd Book, with this bottle of red wine in my hand that I just occasionally take a swig out of. Because Dragon Con, but this is no mere mortal wine. This is freaking Ruinum. This was a tactical wow. error. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I had a really good time that night. Oh, I bet. Man. And the next morning, I'm assuming. But the next morning, there was some regret and pain. <laughs> I would totally do it over again. I probably wouldn't fortify it with the Fireball Whiskey. That, yeah. that was more of the tactical area. If I just just stuck with the Ruinum and it had stayed hydrated, I probably would have had a good time yeah. and not been hungover. But I went a, I made a different choice. I made a bold new choice, and it was the wrong choice. See, see, we only do that when we're forced to in a drinking tournament. Yes. You actually chose to do that on your own. Yeah. It, was, it was my <laughs> one night to go out and drink and do something resembling partying, and I was gonna go for it. And I was, I was, I was armed. I was armed with this free bottle of Ruinum, and I blame Ashley Paramore for that. There you go. You did this to me. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you go back and look at my Twitter feed for Sunday morning, there's just a tweet there that says, "Damn it, Ruinum," and people who follow Night Attack understood and were sympathetic. <laughs> And there yeah, you go. see, and Doc Dead is is truly suicidal. So he did that. He was out. I mean, he and I shared a room, but we might as well have not shared a room because we were mm. constantly passing each other. Because I, ah. I was getting up at six forty five every day to Ugh. get cleaned up and go have a full breakfast and be ready to go when the first panel was streaming. He was regularly tootling in at five in the morning. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> We Hardcore. were really op- truly opposite schedules. We finally aligned on the, on the final days. But yeah, it was, it was, I was worried, you know, because I, I snore like a, a heifer, a uh, congested heifer. So I always bring <laughs> uh, earplugs for my roommates. And I was afraid that, you know, I was going to keep awake. It was never a concern because <laughs> he was never there. We weren't sleeping at the same time. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and then he, 
this coming weekend is going to participate in the Tough Mudder. So he is going to be slogging through a, oh, a yeah. marathon through mud because uh, he hates life. And or he likes mud. Yeah. Apparently. So me, I'm just going to sit on my ass and soak in the pool. Cause me too. All right. So. Hmm. Good to be back. Yep. Still kind of recovering. Um, we will get the... Actually, if you're listening to this off of the podcast feed, you probably have already listened to Grail's Quickie, because I plan to put the that... The first up. one. Yes, the first Quickie. But I a, plan on having more... Many, 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 many Quickies. I'm, I'm yeah, going to master the Quickie. No, so we, we've, we've kind of realigned Casually Hardcore to... Thursday evenings and more regular because we won't be conflicting with family events and just it seemed a way to ensure that we were more more likely to be able to do this consistently by steering away from evenings when stuff was likely to be scheduled that we can't get out of. And in addition to that, uh, Grail and Daxa are going to be putting more and interesting things on the feed. So stay subscribed and we welcome your feedback. On mm-hmm. any changes we're making or changes you'd like to see us make, the email address is the show at alphageekradio.com. That is the show at alphageekradio.com. You can find us on the Twitter. I am on there as GnomeWise. The show is on there as Hardcore Casuals. The network is Alpha Geek Radio, and there's also Alpha Geek Video. Grail is on there as Izzy Grail. That's Actually, I- oh, you've made changes. I finally changed it. Yeah, oh. it's Grail Ch. Grail oh, Ch. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. So we now have a set of bookends. We have yeah. Grail Ch and Daxa Ch. That's D A K S A, not D A X A. Lest right. you follow somebody you don't know. And feel free to do that if you want. Yeah, that's okay. True. Mm-hmm. They they probably could use some loving too. See, Boba is using the suggestion bot properly. Good. So on the suggestion bot, we have Grail's Quickie. That's what Daxa said. Nice. <laughs> yes. Also, Dom- as before you get through your plug, Pluggy McPlugster. Yes. Uh, I'm going to plug myself more. Actually. <laughs> I'm going to plug both of us. for uh, Plug me, Grail. <laughs> plug me now. Plug me hard. And I might go blind doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Do go on. But there are, we did actually post uh, interviews we conducted at PAX as well. Yes. So if you have interest in uh, Shadowrun or Battletech, there's the interview with Hairbrain Schemes, Mike McCain. If you have interest in Pillars of Eternity and the goodness that Josh Sawyer and company have done, which has been everything from Baldur's Gate through Fallout New Vegas and everything else that an amazing group of people from Obsidian Entertainment. Uh, there's that interview. And then if you have interest in Cities uh, Skylines, as well as their upcoming expansion, there's an interview with the lead developer, Carolina, from that uh, team. Carolina, who was from, awesome. Was awesome. Had, she had the coolest pink hair and pink matching eyebrows to go with it. Yep. She was the coolest. Sweet. So there you go. Excellent. Yeah. So check the Alpha Geek Radio feed for those uh, interviews. If you go to alphageekradio.com on the right hand side, there are the three separate feeds that we mentioned earlier Casually Hardcore, Alpha Geek Interviews, and Alpha Geek Radio. Click on any of those, and the player will pop up, and you can also subscribe to the feed there. You can either listen to them on the site or subscribe, download, and listen at your leisure. Oh, yeah. 
Alright. Uh, let's see. We things and stuff. We can also find us uh, uh, in the face with the book. Just do a search there for Casually Hardcore or Alpha Geek Media and you can follow our pages there. Get announcements that way. Thank you for all the volunteers whose content we did not use this week just because we had so damn much to talk about. <laughs> but from the subreddit alphageekradio.reddit.com uh, if you want to suggest stories and things for us to read up on and talk about on the show, please go there and submit links. Upvote things that interest you. Downvote things that do not interest you. We appreciate all the input we can get from the community. And again, that's alphageekradio.reddit.com uh, for questions, comments, and smart-ass remarks. So good to be back on the air. Feels kind of weird because it's been how many years since we did this at night? Oh, I don't think we, I've ever don't done think it. We've ever done it at night yeah, with you. It was you. always Sunday. It would think really? it was you. Oh, yeah. no, when we first did it, when it was uh, Gwenora, me, and Iolite, it was Thursday nights. Yeah. Oh, well, so there you for, go. For me, this is coming home. I didn't realize we had already changed before we recruited you guys. Right. Oh, yeah. Hmm, interesting. Well, this is what it's like to do after hours. All right. And the drinking light will be blindingly on from now on. So show quality <laughs> may be a variable. And yes, Doc Ted, we will do video. Yeah. We actually have connections. Yes. yes. To get the video. We will get a video camera so we us. yes. We will get our yes. we will get our crap together. So yeah. before DragonCon we concluded the Indiegogo fundraiser for streaming server upgrades. And I basically I I long like back on the 28th of last month placed the order for the four streaming server boxes from Doghouse Systems. They're not shipped yet. I'm getting ready to call them and say, hi, you got my money. Can I have my servers, please? Because I'm getting impatient. So the reason there hasn't been a lot of movement on that front is, number one, DragonCon got in the way. And number two, I was kind of expecting them to be here waiting for me when I returned, and they weren't. So watch for announcements on the front page of Alpha Geek Radio. The existing video servers have sensed that their replacements have been ordered and have been giving me no end of shit and are crashing left, right, and center. So I apologize that the, the current video offering has been extremely unreliable and unstable. But that's why I did the Indiegogo, because they desperately needed to be replaced. To be replaced. And man, they're showing their true colors now, because damn. Flames might as well be shooting out of them at this point. They are possessed of many demons, <laughs> and the power of Christ is not compelling them. I need an old priest. A young I know, priest. an exorcism! Come, why are you not here helping me? <laughs> um, That's what you get for watching Supernatural. Oh, Jesus. Misha. Anyway. <laughs> That that's your exorcism. Oh, Misha. <laughs> yeah, right. Misha's gonna come in, take care of it all. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that is coming. Uh, once all the dust settles, literally, because I'm gonna be constructing a server closet in my garage, thanks to all of your generosity. You guys are awesome. Um, we will then be in a position where we can start experimenting with a video component to this show. Just give me a month to get all that handled, all the stuff implemented, all the bugs worked out of it, and then I will take on uh, adding video to this and learning how to do the Skype video insert thing, overlays and all that really fun, cool stuff that lots of hosts on the network are doing that I desperately want to do and just not enough hours in the life. 
So anyone who has expertise in such things and was willing to give me advice, I am receptive. The show at alphageekradio.com. <sighs> Good to be back. And I have been Gnomewise. I have been Dexa. And I've been Grail. And we're out of here. <laughs>